0: Are elderly drivers really more dangerous than others on the road? And how do those other drivers perceive them? A recent study took a look, and InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is back with the details. Roy? Thanks again, Chris. Our guest is Andy Cohen, CEO of Caring.com, and they recently conducted a study about car accidents involving elderly drivers and our perceptions of them. This is an uncomfortable topic for most people, isn't
1: it? This is not something anyone wants to talk to their parents about. In fact, people are more comfortable talking to their parents about their funerals than they are about taking away the car keys.
0: Yeah, that was one of the questions you asked in your survey. A surprising number said that.
1: Well, it's not surprising, given that America is a country that driving is a requirement from, and it's also the sign of freedom when you turn 16 and get that driver's license. It's independence and freedom, and nobody wants to give that up. Unfortunately, though, at a certain age, it's not safe for yourself or for others for you to be driving.
0: Is there an average age in which people give up their right to drive?
1: There really isn't. Some people shouldn't be driving in their 70s. Some are great drivers in their 90s. But 85 plus is when you see the accident rates spike. And so that's a time when the adult children should be looking out and evaluating their parents driving if they're getting in accidents, if there's dings and dents in the cars. And they absolutely don't want to be the cause of harm to anyone else. So the conversation should be around appealing to not only their safety, but the safety of other people on the road.
0: Yeah, let's talk about this in just a broader sense for a moment. How big of a problem is this?
1: Well, we were surprised that we got the data that said there were 14 million people that were involved in an accident or near accident with a senior driver last year. So pretty big problem. And the 85 plus demographic is the fastest growing demographic in the U.S. today. So this is a problem that could double in the next 10 years if people don't become more involved in monitoring senior driving.
0: One question that you asked in your survey, which I found fascinating, which demographic said that they were most likely to think that elderly drivers are more dangerous than drunk drivers?
1: Well, it was the seniors themselves, which was interesting because they're the ones that are behind the wheel and they're the most worried about senior driving. It was also interesting that when you look among different age groups on who they thought should be doing something about it, seniors were thinking, oh, my doctor should tell me. But the adult children were the ones that were saying, no, it really should be the family. Because doctors don't really want to weigh on and this. The state driving organizations don't want to weigh on this. It really does come down to the family to get involved.
0: Just in terms of determining whether an elderly driver is not fit to drive, you mentioned you know a few dents in the car. Are there other warning signs?
1: You know, there really aren't. Unfortunately, that's why it's so tricky, because you want to do something before it's too late. But the only way to know if it's a problem is if they're having problems. So, you know, going on drives with mom and dad, seeing if they're catching all the traffic signs, if they're going the right speed limit, things like that. The other thing when you have that discussion is it's good to be before that discussion thinking of some alternative so that you're not just saying you can't drive, but you're saying, hey, we've lined up this service for you. There's paratransit services for seniors. There's ride-sharing services, siblings sometimes organize online carpools. So it will make the conversation go a lot better if you come with some alternatives versus, you know, leaving a senior high and dry.
0: It's too easy for a family to say, well, they passed their driver's test at the driver's branch, so it must be okay.
1: Well, many states don't even require driving tests for seniors. So we've got a directory of all 50 states' driving laws on Caring.com, and some states... You can do it by mail. You don't even have to take a test. So the states are not monitoring the senior driving at all.
0: And is that something that needs to change?
1: Well, I think it's a very tough political thing. Seniors are active drivers. No state wants to be seen as anti senior. So I don't think it's going to change. And again, that's really why the families have to get involved, because no one else is going to. Law enforcement's not going to. Doctors are not going to. It's the family that has to step up for their parents' safety, but also for the safety of everybody that's interacting with their parents.
0: So let's say I need to have that conversation with an older loved one. Where do I start? What are your suggestions on how to have that conversation?
1: Yeah, again, I think you want to have lined up some alternatives beforehand. You really appeal this is their choice, but encourage them to make the right choice based on their safety and the safety of others. And don't expect it's going to happen in one conversation. It's going to be a multiple conversation discussion. And I will say that a great step before that is, There's a lot of new technology in cars. If you're able to get them a late model car that has a rear camera, that has those warning lights on the side mirrors if someone's in your blind spot, some of them have automatic parallel parking and automatic braking if you're following too closely, those safety features are ideal for senior drivers and could perhaps keep them behind the wheel for several more years.
0: Andy Cohen, the CEO of Caring.com. Andy, before you go, tell us a little bit about what you have there at Caring.com for people.
1: Caring.com is a website for adult children who are caring for aging parents.
0: All right. Well, thank you again for joining us on InfoTrack.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. That'll do it for this edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks Corporation, Internet services by Pair.com. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. Thanks for listening, and join us next
1: time for another edition of InfoTrack.